This is Harrison Smith, and you're listening to the Wobcast, hosted by Wobby. Keenan, looking, walking into Rudolph, touchdown! Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Wobcast. We're glad you're here. I'm your host, Mike Wobshaw, inside TCO Studios at Winter Park. Co-host and producer, Chris Corso, by my side. We're super excited at you today with a jam-packed show. We're going to have a lot of fun. What's up, Chrissy? What's up, Bobby? Let's do this. I'm excited. It's uh, It's been a good stretch here, eight in a row. Yes. And uh, let's keep it going. Yeah, we're going to try and keep it going. The Vikings are going to try and keep it going when they head to North Carolina this weekend to play the Carolina Panthers. We're going to preview that game in this episode of the Wobcast, a business-like but fun show coming up. A 2009-2017 team comparison, Know Your Enemy, Fan mail, over, under, all coming up. But first, some news and notes. The Vikings will clinch the NFC North with a victory this weekend, Chris. And if they do that, I just want to remind everyone, it's the second division title in three seasons. That is, uh, that's pretty good. I've been here for all three. And uh, started off 11-5 in 2015. Mm -hmm. Last year, we we were 5-0, of course, and... Didn't end up the way we wanted it, and this year uh, it's gone straight up north, I'll say. Yeah, Um, the Vikings are the kings of the north. Uh, This is our division, and we are on the brink of winning it two out of the last three years. So bravo to this current team of Minnesota Vikings. As they've all said, though, they have not accomplished any of their goals. So as well as everything has gone, the mindset internally is, hey, we haven't gotten anything done yet. And uh, and got to give Mike Zimmer a lot of credit for instilling that mindset in this team. Um, here's kind of an odd note about the Vikings game this weekend, and it's the same case as it was last weekend. If you are one who frets about the Green Bay Packers or the Detroit Lions, and like you you don't want them to be in the playoffs because you're afraid Which of what what they could do if yeah. they have Aaron Rodgers or you Chrissy you're afraid of the Lions. I am afraid of the Lions. Us beating the Falcons and us beating the Panthers is good news. Yes. For those two teams because essentially the division is out of reach for them. I mean they're they're mathematically alive for the division, but it's more likely for them to make the playoffs as the wild card team. Yep. And they are battling the Panthers and the Falcons for two wild card spots. So us beating those two teams is helping our division rivals. That's kind of weird. And then you look at the game tonight. The Falcons are playing at home against the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. We are rooting for the Falcons in that game. In yes, my opinion, just to beat the Saints, obviously, because the Saints are battling with us at the top there with only, um, what do they have, three losses? Yeah, for the one or two seed. Yeah, For the yeah, one or right. two seed. And then you have, obviously, the Falcons there at 7-5, and five, and they'll be the team that can yeah. put Green Bay or Detroit out of it. So right. we're rooting for the Falcons today. Yeah, like, that, time. That, that's for sure. Um, now, as you have noted here, should the Panthers snap the Vikings' eight-game winning streak, the Vikings can still win the division. That's right. But it would require, I won't say um, an unlikely outcome, but a combo of, of things. You need Detroit to lose. Or tie. Or tie, and you need Green Bay to lose or tie. Right. Green Bay is playing at Cleveland, and Detroit is playing at Tampa Bay. Right. So not the best competition there for both teams. I don't know. Cleveland could pull off that win at home. Sounds They've, good to me. Josh Gordon coming back. He had yeah. 85 yards uh, last game, and now he's ready to go. He's back in the groove. You never know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, 
you know, let's just let's just win this thing ourselves on that's, Sunday. Let's pass right. out some hats and T-shirts. The best thing is that we control our own destiny when yeah. it comes to everything at this point, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, so. well, when you win 10 of your first 12 games, that's you the go. position you're in, right? Yeah. yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and then lastly, you have a cool third down uh, nugget here. Big thing on in the game against the Falcons was third down. We held the best offense on third down in the Atlanta Falcons to 1 out of 10 yeah. on third down. So looking at, at this stat here, the Vikings defense has held opponents to 27%, 40 of 148 attempts on third down. The best mark in the National Football League, while the offense, the Vikings offense, has converted on 45.9% of third downs, 74 of 161 attempts, and that's also first in the NFL. So third down is where... Obviously, the money plays happen. It's when you can really turn the momentum. You can keep the drive going, as we saw there last week. So we're doing it on both sides. We're doing it on defense when it matters and doing it on offense when it matters. Um, I think that's, that kind of says it all for us this year. Yeah, week. for sure. Um, they call third down the money down. Vikings number one on offense and number one on defense on third down. Um, you're talking about, like, how when you're us, you're not only worrying about your own – team and winning yeah. games but like other teams too and like we're rooting for the Packers and Lions to lose just had Marty Fish text me saying wouldn't an Atlanta win tonight be huge for us there you go so I mean like this is As so we're fun talking about it on the yes market. this is so fun to like be in the mix like this in December it's like great like every game that's happening matters not just your game but all the games around you and to be in the driver's seat while it's happening is super super cool so no big um, deal Marty Fish with a little text message he's a big Vikings fan there now there you go he I is he's a big Vikings fan he was actually at a Vikings game earlier this season I don't he know was, if you saw right? him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, what game was it it was maybe our last home game Rams game Wow. Yeah, he was. It seems like and it, like it was forever ago. When is the last time we played at home? By the way, I'm waiting to go back there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Now the good news is, um, two of our last three are at home. So like we've gone through this brutal road stretch, but two of our final three games are at home. And That's even right. though we should have a playoff spot wrapped up by then, we're still fighting for the number one and number two seed. So uh, and we'll get used to playing at home because because hopefully we're home all playoffs. So yeah, man, that'd be good with me. Um, and lastly, before we um, before we move on, um, shout out to Ryan Shazier. Thoughts and prayers with him. Uh, the Steelers uh, released a statement just before we uh, started recording that he had spinal cord surgery. So, uh, you know, um, Godspeed to him uh, in his recovery, and, and thoughts and prayers too to his family and friends. You know, because that the support group and system of a player, what they go through when they see someone they love go down like that is, you know, has got to be awful. Absolutely. So. That's bigger than the game of football. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Um, okay, we want to do something a little bit fun here. Um, the comparison of the 2009 Vikings to the 2017 Vikings, Chris. You've got a few things on this. Yeah, this, this was really cool. So when I was we, – we were at the press conference on Monday and I was listening to Zimmer talk – just about how great the season's gone so far. And I turned to Wabi after the press conference and I said, what was it? Was this the feeling in 2009? Yep. Is this how we felt? Yep. Um, was it different? Was it the same? Obviously a long time ago, but Wabi was here. Yep. So I, I kind of wanted to, to, to know what the feeling was. We started off 10-2 and two that year. Um, ended up being 11-2 and two in 2009, as you know. Yep. And uh, it's a very similar season in record terms, but I wanted to see kind of what your – what your vibe was, how you felt. I have a few stats here. I looked at weeks 1 through 13 
in 2009, total offense, total defense, and then obviously I did the same for 2017. We had 359 total points uh, weeks 1 through 13 in 2009. Okay, what was it again? 359 total points that season. Okay. We were blowing teams out. Yep, yep. <laughs> this year we have 285 total points. So a little less. Oh, okay. And that's through 13 games? That is through 13 games. Or 12 games. Uh, that is through, yeah. That, that Weeks 13. Through, yep, yeah. yep. So same amount of games, first 12 games. Weeks 1 through 13. Um, okay. So that's, I mean, because when you do the math on that, that's a difference of 74 points. That is crazy. You know, over 12 games, oh, I mean, that's six points a game. So that tells you how good that 9 offense was. I mean, as well as this offense is playing this season, which they're, they're great, that 9 offense was a touchdown better than this offense. So they, they averaged 29.9 points per game in that span, and we wow. averaged 23.8 yep. points per game in, in this span this season. So yep. like you said, you, you, your math was on point there. Yep. Um, wow. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> yep. Looking at total yards. They had 4,605, and we have 4,445. So that's looking at those. Those are those are right on par. We're, we're pretty close. About yep. 100, exactly 150, uh, 160 yards behind of of that year. But that's pretty good. Yep. Looking at Brett Favre and for sure uh, yep. some of the wide receivers, Percy Harvin on that team. So we're we're right there. Um, rushing yards. Uh, in 2009, it was 1,483 rushing yards. This year, 1,474 rushing wow. yards. Wow. The so, same. Basically the same. Pretty much the same. That year was Adrian Peterson and Chester Taylor, mostly Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, it's been Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray, and Jarek McKinnon. So yep. kind of a different feel there. Yep. Um, but, yeah, and then on defense, that team had 18 forced fumbles wow. through the first – 12 games, and we have seven this year. Yeah. They also had 40 sacks, oh. and we have 30. So that wow. team had a good defense. We And this is funny, too. We both had nine interceptions at this point. Yeah, okay. So well, those were some of the things that stood out to me. Yeah. I, I, I have one thought on, on something you said, yeah. but I know it's coming up in the fan mail segment, so I'm going to save it. Cool. All right, about the turnovers. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, but, but the comp is cool. It's a cool comparison. They're different teams. Yeah, and what does more than these numbers is a first-person account, and that's what we have right here with you. So <laughs> I want to hear that. Okay, well, in 09, as I was telling you on Monday, you know, in 09 it was more of a star-studded cast. It was like, yeah, um, you know, Percy Harvin was Rookie of the Year. You know, we had Adrian Peterson, the face of the franchise, a Hall of Fame running back. And even back then, it was like, this guy's hes going to be a Hall of Famer if he stays healthy. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had Steve Hutchinson, who was a huge free agent signing for us a few seasons prior to that. Mm-hmm. Pat Williams, Kevin Williams, Jared Allen, Antoine Winfield. It, you know, it was a star-studded cast. Ryan Longwell, even. You know, like, yeah. from who was the Green Bay Packers' all-time leading scorer, and now we got Ryan Longwell, and... And, of course, I mean, the biggest one was Favre. Of course. And so when we went places, it was like a big a big famous rock band. Like, it was, you know, um, it was a big deal wherever we went. And, yeah. like, this year's team, like, remember, you know how often, because you're, you're watching social media and, and I share with, with you the emails for the fan mail segment. Like, fans are just like, how come no one respects us? 
Like, what the heck? We're six in the power rankings. What the heck? We're not. Yeah. We're, we're three in the power rankings. Why? Are, like that wasn't a problem in 09. Like That's for it was. Sure you had the names. Yes. I mean, yeah. it was like the Vikings are number one. They're the team to beat. It was us and the Saints. Yeah. Because um, the Saints had a really good season that that year too. So totally different. Like even though the record is the same and some of the stats are very similar, it was a completely different group That's and sure. a different mentality and mindset. And um, and just different circumstances. So it's it's kind of crazy that it was so different. And to dig down just a little bit further, you know, at this time of the season in 09, we were going through some adversity. EJ Henderson broke his leg and was out, and we were losing games to Arizona and to Chicago and to Carolina. We lost an ugly game at Carolina on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. And so we kind of started to lose our mojo. And now we still have four games to go. So that, you know, as, as similar as we are, especially with record, two very different teams. That's, that is crazy. Just looking at some of these numbers here real quick, um, Adrian Peterson had 1,100 rushing yards at this point and 12 touchdowns at this point yeah. in 2009. I think he finished with 18 rushing touchdowns. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Brett Favre had 3,100 total passing yards. Um, he was averaging 262 passing yards per game, 26 passing touchdowns. Um, Percy Harvin had 681 receiving yards and six touchdowns. Uh, Jared Allen had 12 and a half sacks. Yep. Um, three forced fumbles. And Visante Shanko had nine touchdowns. Yeah, man. I think he finished with 11, maybe. That is that yeah. is out of control. Looking at some of our guys this year, uh, Rudolph had six at, at the time being. Um, Case Keenum obviously has some good numbers through 11 games, uh, 2,700 passing yards. 16 touchdowns and five interceptions. Um, Adam Thielen is having a year like none other with over a thousand yards already. So um, definitely some differences there. Um, but we're going to turn it to another guy who yeah. knows exactly what the what the feel was in the building, and that is the longest tenured coach with the Vikings right now. Can you tell me who it is? I can. Kevin Stefanski. That's right. He's uh, he's been through a few head coaches here. Mm-hmm. Um, always give him credit when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, I know he's a Philadelphia native, so he, he grew up an in, in, in Eagles fan growing up, um, which they are very good this year. But yeah, he's gonna. He was on PA's X's and O's show yep. on K Fan this week, and he had a little bit to say about comparing the two teams. Welcome to X's and O's, my friend. Thanks for having me, Paul. Congratulations on the um, on the great start. Congratulations on the victory uh, against Atlanta. Before we deep dive, just an overview of how you feel. You've seen a lot. You've seen a lot around here. An overview of how you think the season has gone. Yeah, so far, I mean, we're not, as Coach Zim has said, and I think he's exactly right, we really haven't accomplished anything. We're playing good football, but we haven't accomplished our goals yet. So I think the... The mindset is there. We're playing one game at a time, as cliche as it sounds. I, I do believe you, being around this team, you see these guys that are going into it with one-week seasons yeah. and putting all on the line. So it's, it's been refreshing to see. And then we just got, like Coach said, I mean, we just got to keep being who we are and keep doing what we're doing. You were here in 2009 when the team went to the NFC title game. And via my 9 to noon radio show on the fan or Twitter or whatever, I'm starting to get you know people looking for comparisons to 2009 and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously a season is unto itself and unique in nature. But 2009, with Brett Favre, Jared Allen, Steve Hutchinson, Antoine Winfield, Percy Harvin, Sidney Rice, Adrian Peterson, so on and so on, big-time star power, but also big-time personalities. And this team is more youthful in nature, and it's just totally different, don't you think? Yeah, I do, and uh, you're you're absolutely right. Every team's different. Next year they're different. Last year they're different. So, 
But I will say between those two teams, and, and, it, and someone asked me this question, you do see the uh, comparison between the two offenses. Someone said, what's this difference between 09 offense, this offense? And I said, well, a lot is different, right? I mean, just personnel-wise and scheme-wise different. But when you can find ways to be explosive on offense yeah. it, it, in the run game, in the pass game, however, whether it's a screen, a bootleg, whatever it is, if you can find ways to be explosive, now you're generating first downs, you're churning up yards. And then the nice part about us and like that team is, it, and Pat Shermer says this all the time, it's the players, not the plays. Yeah. And we got good players, and we're kind of just allowing that, putting them in position and then allowing them to do their thing. Yeah, it's been cool working with Kevin all these years. I My first season was 06. My first season full-time was 06, um, and I was actually a full-time intern, and that was, you know, Kevin came with Brad Childress that season, and Kevin has been here ever since. That's awesome. Obviously, as have I, because I'm very hard to get rid of. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, we've been here the whole time, and Kevin's done everything. He's been the head coach's assistant. He's been a quarterback's coach, a tight end's coach. You know, so um, he's been a quality control coach. He's uh, Kevin knows the ropes, and uh, kind of cool to give his, you know, hear his firsthand account because he was obviously intimately involved in in that team as well as this team. So, uh, and Kevin's a good dude. Kevin's dad, Ed, is uh, is a big shot with the Memphis Grizzlies of the NBA. He's been uh, yeah, wow. he's been in front offices for NBA teams um, for a while. So Kevin's he's been around the block. He's uh, very well seasoned. He knows what he's doing. It's uh, it's good for us that Kevin is uh, is on our staff. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, we're going to know your enemy, okay. the Carolina Panthers. We have uh, a team that we've seen a few times in the past couple of years. Um, Zimmer has won the last two games against them. The Vikings' record is eight and five overall against the Panthers. And we've won five of the last seven. Um, we beat them last year in 2016 at Bank of America Stadium. Um, eight sacks on Cam Newton in that game, including yep. a safety in the end zone. Yep. We beat them in 2014, which was a, a, a game of a few punt blocks and returns for touchdowns. Yeah, and that game was interesting. You weren't here. Yeah, in, it was not. In 14. Your first season was 15. But... That season, uh, that that was at TCF Bank Stadium. Yeah. That game was sometime, I believe, in November, and it was freezing cold. Really it was cold. One of those cold games. At TCF. Really cold. Like, like not like just normal November and December cold. Like it was frigid that game. Wow. And Carolina was coming off their bye week, so they were in Turks and Caicos and the Bahamas the weekend before that. And they, they came to cold Minnesota. Yeah, and they froze. <laughs> They froze literally and figuratively. We blocked two punts, returned them both for touchdowns. One of them was by Adam Thielen, and uh, and we won that game. Wow! And and uh, that you know we've had Carolina's number the last couple of times we played them. Hopefully that continues. Looking at this season, we're five and one on the road so far, which is unbelievable. Yep. The Panthers are three and two at home, so not the best home uh, record when you look at a team that's eight and four. They're only three and two at home this year. Yep. Looking at three storylines for this team, the one I put first is the vaunted linebackers of the Carolina Panthers. And Might I, be the best part of their team. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you look at Cam Newton, the MVP in, two, in 2015, but I'm looking at Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis. Um, these guys are unbelievable. We've seen Luke Keekley uh, recover fumbles this year, return a few for touchdowns. They have two guys in the middle there that, that are scary. Um, they can cover. They can get to the quarterback, they can tackle, they can, they, uh, Thomas Davis and, and Keekley, I think, are, are, are two of their captains. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they call the plays on defense. Um, they're guys that, that I'm definitely looking at 
Um, Luke Keekley has a team high three interceptions this year. Um, moving forward to some of their defensive ends, Mario Addison and Julius Peppers, the longtime Carolina Panther. Uh-huh. Um, Obviously, he was in the NFC North for a while with the Bears and Packers. He has eight, eight and a half sacks as well. So those two guys lead the team for pass rushers. But like I said, those two guys in the middle are, are the guys I'm looking at. For sure. And uh, I remember the year Carolina went to the Super Bowl, Thomas Davis broke his arm, his forearm, I believe, like in the championship game and had surgery the next day. And, like, you know, they showed his arm sewed up. And it looked like, you know, the stitches on a baseball, yeah. you know. Uh, and he wore a cast on that thing and played in the Super Bowl. That guy's tough and competitive. Luke Keekley, we had Pete Bursich break down some Luke Keekley film for Vikings game plan uh, earlier in the week. That'll be up on the website soon if it's not up there already. So you all sh- uh, should check that out after you're done listening to the Wobcast because we break down some of Luke Keekley's, um, you know, special traits on film via Pete Bursich. So that was pretty cool. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- these two guys are special players. And it's probably the strength of their team is a linebacker core because they also have like a hybrid safety linebacker named Shaq Thompson who's really good too. Looking at their game against the Saints, they allowed 400 yards of offense against New Orleans in this game. Uh, New Orleans won the game 31-21. to um, The Saints moved into first place in the NFC South in that game. But Carolina did have a pair of sacks and a fumble recovery on defense. Um, looking at some of the numbers total for total defense, the Panthers rank 6th in the NFL in, in total yards allowed per game and are 11th in points allowed per game. Uh, 19.8 points is what they're allowing per game. So um, it's definitely going to be a battle. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Probably, that's, yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, um, you certainly don't want to underrate these defenses when you look at this game, you know, because it'd be a shame if you underrated uh, these these two teams' defenses because for they're sure. so stingy. So uh, for, for those people who pay attention to what those numbers are out in Clark County, might be the way to go for this game. There you go. Um, looking at the quarterback and one of the main running backs, they're both dual threats. For sure. Um, Cam can run the ball. He can throw the ball. He's got one of, uh, Coach Zimmer said in his press conference, he's got one of the best arms down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian McCaffrey, the running back out of Stanford, he's a rookie. He's done more catching than, than rushing this yeah. year. Yeah, pretty crazy. I think he's got a Panthers rookie running back record already uh, for receptions in a season. He's got like 64 already. 64 team-high receptions and 501 yards um, and four receiving touchdowns this year. So he's done more for them uh, catching the ball than he has running the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been – it's looking at this team – do they have that many weapons at wide receiver? No, I mean, they traded Kelvin Benjamin, so now they got Devin Funches, who's fine. I mean, he's okay. They got a couple of other, like, and they're missing Curtis Samuel, another rookie who is really good for them. He's out. Yep, I, no, they're not explosive with offensive weapons outside of the two running backs and yeah. quarterback. And but, you have Jonathan Stewart, the longtime running back yeah. there. Um, but, yeah, like you said, Devin Funches is the one guy you're looking at, and then, I don't know. Greg Olson, if he comes back from his injury there. Yeah, and you know what? That That is noteworthy, you know, that he's back because he's, he's better than any other tight end they have for sure. So we'll see what his playing time is like. But uh, you're on fire right here with the, with the first two topics on Know Your Enemy because Bursich broke down Keekly and Bursich also broke down their running game with Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, and Jonathan Stewart. So I think you've hit on the two main points of Carolina's team going into this game so far. You're on fire. Let's go. I'll take it. All right. (laughs) 
All right, and uh, yeah, that'll do it for Know Your Enemy. I think we're going to move forward to your mailbag segment. All righty, what do the fans got? All right, we got the first question. It's from Nick. Been scratching my head on this one. We, of course, have an awesome defense, but we rank a little below average in takeaways. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is, and why don't we have more? Yeah, th- this is what I was um, talking about with the 09 comparison, because you talked about all of the forced fumbles yeah. that the 09 team had. And, and here's why I think we don't have more turnovers. I think that teams recognize how well we can rush the passer. And so they're going into games thinking we got to get the ball out of the quarterback's hand early. They don't it's, – it's less like let's max protect and have a bunch of pass protectors and more just like forget all that, let's get rid of the ball. Yeah. We saw Matt Ryan do that. We saw Matthew Stafford do that. We saw Eli Manning do that last year in the Monday night game at home. Remember how he would – Oh, yeah, I'll never forget like that. Like, the first read wasn't open, he would just dump the ball. Yep. And so what, what, what I think that's doing is two things. Strip sacks are gone because – just trying to get rid of the ball. You, you can't even get to them to hit them. We, yep. we, I mean, we held Matt Ryan to 179 yards passing, which is his lowest output, like, ever. Yeah, and then he has lowest total in points since, like, he was a rookie yeah. or something like that. And we had no sacks. Yeah. So that tells me that he's – like, quarterbacks are just getting rid of the ball. Yep. So – Strip sacks aren't happening, and also interceptions aren't happening because they're not long developing routes where corners can jump the routes and 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 make a play. Like these are just quick passes to backs and tight ends and quick slants and the, no sacks and no picks. So, but it's also no production. Like they can't get down the field, they can't score uh, because they're just so worried about getting rid of the ball. So yeah. that's why I think the turnovers aren't happening. That's that's the average fan will just look at the numbers, but. Hearing yeah. that, that's that definitely explains a lot when it comes to the the, the lower numbers. Um, we're still been a great defense, probably the best in the NFL. But yeah, that definitely uh, describes yeah. it pretty well. Yeah, we have another nitpicky fan here. Okay, as he describes himself, Tyler White. Um, I love this year's Vikings team. To be nit nitpicky, I see one weakness, and that is the field goal PAT unit. This is an area that has broken Vikings fans' hearts in the past playoffs. And do you see this as an area of concern come playoff time? You know, I think I just I gave this one a lot of thought too, and looked at some numbers. I even talked to PA voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, about this to get some of his thoughts. We kind of agree. Um, like unless you have Adam Vinatieri or Steven Guskowski, like yeah, you, you're going to worry about your kicking game. Yeah, I think you know. So can you know? Given that, I think we're in a pretty good spot. I mean, because. If you're a prisoner of the moment, you're definitely concerned because Kai and the field goal team have missed three of their last four kicks. Mm-hmm. But before that, Kai had made 17 straight field goals. He was 6 of 6 against the Ravens, and he's 5 of 6 from 50-plus. Wow. He's got a game-winning kick this year. He's 1 for 1 on game winners. He had one against Chicago. That's right. And we're kicking in a dome. So as long as we're playing at home, he's kicking in a controlled environment. So I think when you look at everything in one big picture, I'm not concerned. Um, but really when it comes down to it, you're always going to be worried about your kicker. Like I said, unless you have Adam Vinatieri, you're going to be worried about your kicker. You just are. It's a hard job. It's part of the game. It's a hard job. It's part of the game. But all things considered, I think we've got a guy who's, uh, who's pretty solid. I mean, since we signed him, he's 39 of 43. Yeah, I think he was 30. He was first 32 Yeah, was the number. So, I mean, you know, 39 of 43. I just... 
you know, you're not, it's going to be hard to do much better. That's 90%. He's making nine out of 10 kicks. So you're not going to get a better guy off the street, you know, who's going to make 90% of his kicks. You're just yeah. not. Well, it's look not at all happen. the teams that have, that have went through kickers, two, yeah. three, four kickers, uh, Tampa Bay, San Diego. Um, there's just so many teams out there. that. Uh, yeah. Have... And you know what? And, and Tyler mentioned it, like kickers have broken our hearts for years. Like Gary Anderson was like 45 of 45 going into the NFC title game, and he missed. Yeah. So what, what are you going to do? Yep. I mean, unless you got Vinatieri, you should be worried. Next question from Doug. I've noticed watching games this year when the Vikings have been on the road, there has been a lot of Vikings fans doing the skull champ. We saw this last week. My question is, what has it been like being at away stadiums and seeing it and hearing it? Pretty cool. I mean, you know, you see it um, – at home at U.S. Bank Stadium, and, you know, we kind of prompt, you know, well, we totally prompt it when it happens at home, right? Yeah. It's organized and prompted. For I mean, sure. it's not on the road. It just happens. Yeah, it just happens, and it's pretty cool. So I think Vikings fans should take a lot of pride in the fact that they've been able to do that twice. They did it in Atlanta, and they also did it in Washington, so that's pretty cool. That's awesome. We're going to do another over-under segment. All right. um, we've, we've been away from these a few weeks, and I actually got a, got a note on Twitter from one of the fans that they, they, they like going Seriously? back. Seriously? Yeah. They That's like, awesome. They like going uh, back to the segment on the Wobcast after the game and seeing if how, we, were we, right. how yeah. we did on the All match. Right. Okay, so we're being watched. Now we're being watched. All right, here so. we go. All right, number one. 50 and a half rushing yards for Cam Newton, and this number does not come from nowhere. Okay. He had 51 rushing yards uh, last game against the Saints. All so. right. I'm, I'm going under. Um, I just love the way we match up against this offense. I love Zimmer's plans the last two weeks, and I think you combine that with the approach we've seen from other teams going against this defense. They just – the quarterback shy away from from it. I mean, did you see the hit that Anthony Barr put on Matt Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt Ryan looked like he was going to get a first down on that play, and that didn't happen. <laughs> Ain't no quarterback want a piece of that. Yeah. So I'm going under. I'm going under, too. Um, just looking at Cam Newton, the way he's played against Mike Zimmer in the past has not been great. Um, we've had two great games against him. Like we said, we sacked him eight times uh, the last time we played them. So... I think he's going to remember that. A yeah. lot of people think he got injured a little bit in that game last season at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. where he was hit eight times by our by our players. So I think we kind of have it down. We have two great linebackers who can who can watch him in Anthony Barr and Eric Kendrick. So I'm going under as well. All righty. What's next? Number two is 1.5 sacks for Everson Griffin. And I put this on here because he is going against his not one-time but two-time teammate, in Matt Khalil, who he played with and against at practice at USC and then here with the Vikings yeah. for however many years that was. So I think he's going to have at least one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him the 1.5 All right, over-under. I'm going to make you go first. I'm going over. All right. Because I've I watched it. Everson Griffin in practice against Matt Khalil, and yeah. I, like, I like our chances. All right, I'm going under. You're going under. Yep. You hear that, Everson? I'm going under. What are you going to do about it? There you go. I'm going under, boys. <laughs> Um, I think that the Panthers coaches are going to implore Cam to get rid of the ball. Now, will Cam listen, and will he do it when he's under duress? We'll find out. If I'm wrong and he doesn't, Everson's going to get two at least. 
But if Cam listens to his coaches, he's going to get rid of the ball fast. Yeah, there's just a whole lot of reasons why I have that at one and a half. Yeah. One being Matt Khalil. Two being the fact that we sacked him so many times yeah, last eight times, game. yeah. yeah so. Cam holds the ball. I mean, and this can be a good thing, too, because like, we, we laud quarterbacks for – I mean, how many times have you heard a guy on TV, Troy Aikman or yeah. whoever, be like, you know what, this guy's tough. He Look at him. He holds the ball until the last second and then gets rid of it. So we, we give him credit for holding the ball, but you can hold it for too long. And, and Cam has done that against the Vikings. So That's I can right. see where you're going. But I'm going under for two reasons. The one I already mentioned, and I'm egging Everson on. Did you hear me, 9-7? I, love I said it. under. I love what are you going to do about it? <laughs> The next one is, again, our defense against their offense because mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the tone of this game. Um, it's Christian McCaffrey, who we've talked about, can do both. He can, he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. So 100 all-purpose yards for Christian McCaffrey in this game. What do you think? Under. I think we're – now, here's the one caveat to that is, like, Anthony Barr has been responsible, I believe largely responsible, for holding yeah. all of these – these dual threat running backs down. Le'Veon Bell had four catches for four yards. Theo Riddick, nothing. Get out of here. Alvin Kamara, get out of here. Like yep. all these guys, uh, Tariq Cohn, get out of here. Like, and it's been Anthony Barr, but Barr might be I, like Barr's got to watch Cam Newton in this game too. So there might be some space for McCaffrey, but not a hundred yards worth of space. I'm gonna go over here. Son of a. I'm gonna go over just because. I don't see much else on this offense that is going to get us. And I think if there's one guy who can do it, it would be him. Um, he's a special talent. Um, was great in college. Coach Zimmer actually loved him coming out. Um, but I think he can do a lot of things. And I think if there's one thing, I, we've been amazing against the rush this year. But I think if there's one thing, maybe a screen pass he breaks out on or um, just one of those broken plays or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to cost us, but I think that might be the, the one area where... So basically you have McCaffrey on your fantasy football team. I, I do not. Oh, okay. I, right. it would, I, I don't know if I would love his chances this week. Nah, but, I wouldn't. Um, yeah, other than him... He's a good player, man. Yeah, what else is this offense going to nah, do? He, he, he's a good player, and he's getting better and better, too, as the season goes on. Again, I encourage you guys... Um, when The Wobcast is over, but I encourage you now to... to Sign off of the Wobcast after we say goodbye and go watch Bursich's film study because he breaks down the Panthers running game with Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton. So make sure you check that out. Are we all done, Chrissy? I think we're all done. That's it. All right. Our thanks to Kevin Stefanski for unknowingly appearing on the Wobcast today. Uh, we know that he's a big fan and he's listening. So thanks, Kevin. Really appreciate it. And Everson, if you're still listening, I was just kidding about teasing you and all that. Please don't take that personally and come after me, okay? Thanks. Uh, on behalf of uh, producer and co-host Chris Corso, I'm Wobby. This episode of the Wobcast is over. We thank you for listening. Make sure you check out the Vikings and Panthers. They play Sunday, noon central time. The game is on the Vikings radio network. And if you're going to catch it on TV, don't turn it to Fox. Turn it to CBS. That's right. Because Jim Nance and Tony Romo will have the game. Tracy Wolfson will be on the sideline. The Vikings radio network pregame show starts at 10 a.m. And Vikings game day live, local, my Fox 9 on Fox 9 here in the Twin Cities. The pregame television show starring yours truly, among many others, including Paul Allen, Pete Bursich, Ron Johnson, and Hobie Arctique. That starts at 10 a.m. as well. So lots of Viking stuff coming your way. Stay tuned to Vikings.com for more coverage of this game. And, of course, on Sunday for postgame coverage. Hopefully it will be another Coach Zimmer victory speech coming to you on Vikings.com and the Vikings app. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Have a great rest of the week. Skull Vikings. Sweet. So, yeah.